Welcome to the Military Child Education Coalition podcast, the show that illuminates a wide range of challenges and triumphs our military-connected kids experience. My name is Susan Sellers, and I'll be your host. This episode was made possible thanks to the support from the Kirkland Spouses Club. Joining me today is Vishal Amin, Travis Mannion Foundation mentor. He shares how his journey taught him that the strength of character in others can help identify your own purpose. Susan Sellers chatting with Vishal Amin. So Vishal is here from TMF. He and I have been having lots of conversations about the Travis Mannion Foundation and their Character Matters program. And that kind of led us down the path to some other conversations talking about today's generation, how do we inspire them. So I thought I would have Michelle back on the show just to chat a little bit more. I want to find out more about him and then kind of talk about why does care really matter? So Michelle, thank you so much for coming on. Well, thanks for having me. This is awesome. Well, I'm so excited. We're finally doing this in person, and it's just kind of nice to, to be able to connect with everybody and not have to do it virtually. So I know a little bit about you, but I would love for our listeners to kind of know what led you to TMF. I know that you served with the Marines. Is that right? That's it. Okay. I did. Can you tell the audience kind of your progression and how you ended up at TMF? Sure. So I served for quite some time, just over 20 years. I was enlisted. I, you know, I got married mid, mid-career and commissioned, went into the F-18 community, went into the special operations community. But how I got involved with TMF, I think, was on the latter portion of my career. So I was privileged enough and honored enough to serve with two amazing individuals. One of them, a childhood friend, his name is Taj Serene. Another one, his name is Sterling Morton, um, Hallside Stranger, and Taj's Hallside was Cabin. Uh, but both of them, in 2015 and then 2016, gave their lives uh, in F-18 crashes. And I remember those days very vividly. I was the kicker, both of them, mainly Taj, and helped out with Sterling. And when I retired shortly after that, I struggled to find purpose. I struggled to find my direction, path. And it wasn't just me. It was, I had a family. I had two kids at the time, or we had two kids, my wife and I, and professional careers and a mortgage to pay and rent to pay and food to put on the table. Yet, one of the most important things in life for us was broken. And it was the relationship with people we loved because of the loss of Sterling and Taj. And I remember telling that story to a good friend of mine and saying, I can get a job within the tech sector, within the industry, but I'm failing to find purpose. I'm just going to leave in a year. I'm just going to leave in two years because I'm drawn to the VSO community. I'm drawn to veterans. I'm drawn to Gold Star families at that moment. So, you know, you should probably meet. Travis Manion Foundation. They do a lot of work with Gold Star families. There might be some synergy there. So I got involved with the foundation and I met a gentleman named Albie, Heather Kelly, great individuals in San Diego. 
And I shared my story, then they shared Travis's story. And there were some synergies where Travis served and I served. And I was like, wow, I didn't even connect those dots. And the next thing you know, I'm at a school in San Diego speaking to high school students about the definition of character. And I found this spark. I found this Zen and I started volunteering weekly showing up to their office going, what more can I do? What more can I do? So I could, I would say me getting involved in the Travis Foundation, it was them finding me or me finding them. And they kind of made me whole again, right? It was, sure. it was that next path in my journey for self-realization and becoming whole and living my best life. Well, as you said, you found your purpose, you know, after a 20 plus career with the military, you think that's your purpose in life and then life events happen and they, they deviate you off your path. So it sounds like TMF was able to help supplement that and, and help you. Sense of service is a huge thing. And that's a really interesting because you continue to serve, even though, you know, you served in the military and now you're, you know, serving the community through TMF. What makes it? so important to you though to give back to the community i learned something from a few mentors over the years and anything you want to do in life that you want to be strong at that you want to achieve you have to invest and in. you have to be intentional about it and a great example of that isn't just in your professional role or in the life that you you live in it also has to do with service so for me, I realized that the legacy of Travis, the legacy of Brenda, the legacy of Hodge and Sterling were best defined by their actions and not by their tragedies, not by what happened. And when we dissect those actions, even in the last moments when Taj his aircraft to the ground. In his last moments before it happened, he actually swerved his aircraft away from residential buildings to save the lives of others. And that was just one example in his last moments how he was selfless. Sterling used to make pizzas on the weekends and spend time with all of his friends and serve and be very congenial and yet that type of disposition. And his character and his demeanor were such that he was very inviting. So when I look at their legacies, I want to be able to be intentional and highlighting those and showing examples of those to my children, to other students. There are character does matter program at the Travis Manion Foundation touches not just young adults in high school, but we go all the way back to K through one in certain aspect because the role of character doesn't stop in the military. It doesn't stop in high school. It doesn't stop in elementary school. It's, it's for everyone, not just military students and families, but every type of individual out there that's trying to grow and develop and achieve something, even whether they know it or not. A lot of our young people today are struggling with finding their purpose, you know, as you mentioned, having that inspiration, you were blessed with some fantastic mentors, um, but there are a lot of kids out there that don't have that. So how can we as a community then connect with this generation 
that sort of has been labeled apathetic or not interested in anything? I love that question. So I do a lot of characters matter presentations and leading with their strength presentations with students. And we do these strength assessments. We spoke before we started recording about trying to get individuals to do strength assessments. And even in today's world with the high schoolers and the middle schoolers, trying to get them to do a strength assessment. <laughs> the question comes back, why? Why am I doing this? Exactly. This, this doesn't really mean anything. When we, we've been doing these with middle schoolers, and to answer your question, when we do these strength assessments, we find out that it's not that they don't want, they don't think they're good at anything, or they just don't have the realization that they have strengths, right? Those strengths include zest and perseverance and love and appreciation for beauty. But without them understanding that even in their struggles, even where they're investing their time, there are some strengths highlighted under the surface. They just don't understand that they have. And strengths aren't just words. They're bubbled up through stories and through their investments. Even those students and individuals that may be not investing in the right places, they're doing it for some reason. Why? Right. What are they actually passionate about? Um, what do they like to do? Something gets someone out of bed in the morning. Everyone wakes up and everyone falls asleep at some point. So what gets you up out of bed? What makes you go downstairs or cross into your room or go to school or not go to school? What's, what's motivating you to do any of those things? And there's something that you're investing in that's forcing that action. So I think everyone has a strength, but that's that's really what I probably didn't even answer your question, but going around that is, because I think every student has a strength, is just trying to find a way to bubble that up. And we do that through things like the character doesn't matter. Absolutely. Right. So you're so right. You know, trying to find your strengths, everyone has a strength, but it's tapping into that, having them to identify it. And then once they've identified it, to utilize it so right. that they can find that purpose. So as parents, how can we help foster the ethos, if not me, then who? So I have three young children. They are 10, seven, and four, and 10, eight, and five in about a month. So very young. And I try to be intentional, but that's just me. I think we have these programs and resources for our students to go do, and just like we spoke about, they may not do them. So getting closer to them, talking to them, being intentional with our actions, weaving strength-based, let's say, let's call it curriculum or actions into our everyday. I think that's a good way to do it. We start at impressionable ages where we make it a normal. I think on our last podcast or webinar, we spoke about the resiliency of military children. And I believe highlighting their resiliency, calling it out at an early age, even at a later age, going, you've been through all of this in your life. These are the strengths that everyone else sees. I mean, it really comes down to open, honest conversation and repetition. But I think that there's so many different facets as parents for us to be able to engage because all of our all of our children engage and learn and see life through a different lens. The key word I'll go back to is be intentional in our actions with them. 
right? The programming, then the places you take them, the things you do, right? Answering the questions and then maybe taking a step back and observing them more, giving them some more longitude, sure. longitude to kind of invest in their passions um, instead of telling them what to do, right? Well, and I like the comment you said, acknowledging your resilience because, and I'm sure I am guilty of this, you know, we have three right. kids, they've moved multiple times. And so it's just ingrained, you know, our kids are resilient, they're military kids. I think it is a skill. It's something that you learn, but I like the fact that you brought up that we need to acknowledge it, that this lifestyle, even though it's normal to us, is not typical. And so letting our kids know, hey, I'm really impressed with the way you were able to say goodbye to your friends, move to the next location, that had to be really hard for you. And I appreciate you know, the fact that you were tenacious about it and that you still kept a positive outlook. And so I just think that's really important as parents that we, we structure that phrase around those character strengths. When we look at days like Memorial Day and other days that as a military community and our families within the military community, we look at them through this different lens. And the reason I bring that up in this conversation of what you just said was, my children and I, my wife and I, we take them to go visit, you know, our brothers and sisters and individuals we've lost over the years. And we'll go there and we'll, we'll visit the National Cemetery, the, the parks that, you know, where their memorials are and we'll reflect and we'll tell their stories and we'll say their names. And for our children, it's become this normal, like you said. But the reason I tell that story is now, I think, you know, while you were saying that, I was getting goosebumps because I'm thinking about just recently we went over there and then being able to go, did I, did I acknowledge the fact that we brought them there at such a young age and they were able to absorb it and then go back to an elementary school and understand and comprehend what they were just part of the last two days. Whereas they're talking about historical events where life and death were so far-fetched for them, yet they were standing there. And, and one of our children there, you know, from the beginning, so she's seen it all. And I was, when you were saying that, I was like, we're talking about acknowledge right now, did I acknowledge that? And I think that's key is, even those normal events for them, we have to acknowledge them because that's the resilience, that's the perseverance. When they go out and do great things or they struggle in life, they can tap back into, wow, that was something that I understand this from a deeper level. And I think character lives within our military communities in the deepest sense where it is, you know, all of that love and, and, those, and those 24 character strengths Right, those are all uprooted through experiences like that. So they can draw from that later in their life, but then only if you acknowledge it. Absolutely. And I think it's such a great way to honor the mentors that you have in your life and in some way extend those mentors to your kids. And the best way we can do that is through those stories that we share, telling them about our heroes that are part of our life. And I think by Creating some of that, hopefully, then we can start to have our youth start identifying, you know, 
hey, I have some of these same strengths. Yeah. And what can I and what can I do with it? So, Making impact is huge, right? When you look at the our demographic, and you could probably attest to this when you go to schools and you go to kids and students, what's the one thing they're they're talking about at school? It's how much money they're gonna make. Where are they gonna live? Right. And then how much money they're gonna make. They're always chasing the dollar. That dollar. Yes. Right. And you learn from even the veteran community, even veterans are like that. When they get out, they have the sense of service and sense of passion, but they have to provide. And maybe it's from a different lens. But we can learn from that with our kids as well as even a veteran when they get out and they look for a job. I think that before COVID, the normal veterans stayed in their first job for it was less than two years. Mm-hmm. And when it's because they weren't able to tie purpose and passion. And we speak about this a lot at TMF, but being able to thrive, right? Finding your meaning and you know the relationships and what you're doing and the engagement. And I think we have to show that to our kids. We have to be able to empower them to thrive and connect back to purpose early on. Otherwise, chasing money and chasing jobs is going to, it's going to be the same cycle as us. You know, they're just going to look at the world in a lens where all that matters is money and jobs. And you lose sight of some of the more important things, which is the human connection and making impact. Um, but I mean, there is a change in some of the, not markets, but some of the demographics of communities where they're shifting to impact, but then you have the other communities where they're not as blessed, not as able, or don't have the resources to have the luxury of volunteering once a week or volunteering once a, once a month, right? They're maybe they're in a single income, zero income, low income home, right? And, and those individuals, right, may not have the resources we have. So, like, how do we invest in those types of communities and, and change the narrative there as well? You know, that's always on my mind. Absolutely. No, I think you bring up some really great points. Um, certainly a lot for us to consider, a lot for our audience to consider. And I always just love chatting with you, Michelle. Oh, it's so much it's fun. It's always so much fun. I, I don't know if we ever find the answers, but we always have great conversations. Well, you asked about if not me, then who earlier. Right. And my simple answer is those five words. I share that with my kids. They have the bracelet. There's two things that I learned. Number one, Brian Shantosh said this a few years ago when I was up at his, he calls it a ranch, but I was up there and someone asked him, well, you've made a lot of great decisions in your life. What would you say to people that are making decisions moving forward? He said, if you ever have to make a decision, and you're down, just do the next right thing. So that's always stuck with me. And then those five words have stuck with me is, if not me, then who? Where, and in whatever context you take those words and you attach it to impact, you attach it to good, you're enabling yourself, you're enabling others to do more good and to do better. So, I mean, there's nothing wrong with those five words, even if it's in a selfish context, right? You're still thinking about what you can do, right? And then, you know, as as parents, as as guardians, as mentors, you know, it's our ability, it's our it's our job to shape those words into impact, right? Absolutely. I think those are some powerful words and a great way for us to wrap up today. And thank you so much for coming on the show. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the MSEC podcast. 
the official podcast of the Military Child Education Coalition. If you enjoyed this episode, like, share, and subscribe, and don't forget to leave us a comment to let us know the topics you want to hear more about. We'd like to give a special thanks again to the Kirkland Spouses Club for supporting this episode, and we hope you will too by giving today's show a five-star rating. For more information about MSEX programs, go to www.militarychild.org. I'm Susan Sellers. Until next time, live a great story.